Today's Bible reading is James chapter 1, verses 19 to 27, and we're reading from the NIV Bible. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Well, it's another great passage from James that we're going to be looking at this morning. So I do hope you've got a Bible open there in front of you. And uh, I'm going to pray before we look at this together. Father, again, we want to thank you that you have spoken to us, that your word clearly shows us what you're like, what we are like, and how it is that we ought to live. We want to pray that you would help us now as we look at your word to be challenged by it, to be taught by it, and to, to be conformed more and more to the image of your son, Jesus. And we pray these things in his name. Amen. It's amazing how powerful words can be. Uh, a few words can change the career of a politician. There have been whole election campaigns that have turned on one silly sentence from one politician. There have been athletes, business people, actors, TV personalities who, whose careers have abruptly ended just because of a few words. There was a slogan back in the Second World War that showed just how significant words can be. It said this, loose lips sink ships. And the Bible has a lot to say about words, a lot to say about your tongue and how it is that you use it. Uh, there are dozens of proverbs in the pages of the Old Testament book Proverbs. Uh, there are dozens of verses there that talk about the tongue and the use of the tongue. But then we see it in the New Testament as well, that conversation should be full of grace and seasoned with salt. Don't let unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building up others. What goes into someone's mouth doesn't defile them, Jesus says, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them. There are warnings about slander and gossip. Words, the things that we say, can have a powerful impact. The tongue is the big topic for James that we're looking at in this passage today. James starts this next section... Uh, talking about listening to others and particularly the importance of listening to God. You'll see it there in verse number 19. 
My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry because human anger doesn't produce the righteousness that God desires. James says that we as Christians ought to be good listeners. No one likes to be ignored. As the father of four children, I learned quite a lot about being ignored as they were growing up. And the more I was ignored, the less I enjoyed it. But the circumstances don't matter. What we need to hear is that we ought not to be ignoring others. No one likes to be ignored. We like it when people listen to what we have to say, when they hear what it is that we're trying to say. We like to be understood when we're talking. There's nothing worse than a conversation where you think someone is listening to you, but a few minutes in, you realise that they've tuned out. They're not listening anymore. Or worse still, you're the one in that conversation and you've drifted off, no longer listening to what it is that that person is saying. Being a good listener is essential in the life of a church. If we're serious about getting to know each other, serious about encouraging each other, we need to be good listeners. If we're serious about working together with others within the church, then we need to be good listeners. James says that we should be quick to listen. He then says that we should also be slow to speak. The two sort of go hand in hand, but it's not always that easy to do. Most of us think that everybody's just sitting there waiting desperately to hear the incredible opinions and thoughts that I have on that particular topic. I know that's the way that I often think a conversation runs. But James says that we should be quick to listen and slow to speak. And along with being slow to speak, did you see the third thing that he adds in there? He says that we should be slow to become angry. Now, at first glance, that kind of appears a little bit out of place, doesn't it? I mean, where does the anger come from? Has he changed topics and I didn't really notice? But when you think about it, there is a connection between those things. I bet that you can think of times where you've done exactly the opposite of what James says in this passage. Times when you were slow to listen, quick to speak, and therefore quick to become angry. We get angry because we haven't heard or understood what that person was saying. And then look at what James adds in verse 20. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Anger does not bring about the righteous life that God wants to see from us. Quick to listen, make sure that you hear what others say, slow to speak, think carefully about what it is that you're going to say, and slow to become angry. I always find it intriguing that he doesn't say, don't be angry. He just says that we're to be slow to anger. There may be a time and a place when anger is appropriate. But above all, we should be exhibiting the righteous life that God desires from us. And it's more than just our words, because look at what James goes on to say in verse 21. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. That word is planted in us. 
And we should continually examine our lives in light of that word, in light of the gospel. We need to examine our lives and our attitudes and our actions in light of what it is that Jesus has taught. There's so much that we read in this book of James that really is an echo of the things that Jesus said and taught. Our attitudes and values should be those of Jesus. We need to get rid of those things that don't fit with that life. Now, I think that James has said this about listening to others as a bit of a lead into talking about something even more important. He wants to talk about listening to God. See, if we know what it's like to feel ignored, well, it can kind of give us some idea of how God must feel when we ignore him and the things that he said. Verse 22 of chapter 1. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And where do we hear the word? Well, that book that you have there with you or the app that you have on your phone or your iPad, it's, it's the Bible. That's where we hear God speak to us. God speaks to us clearly through his word. And James points out that there's a diff, big difference between simply hearing God's word and being a hearer and a doer of God's word. There are plenty of people who hear God's word and they can often quote numerous Bible passages from memory. They've heard what God, God's word says, but it doesn't necessarily influence what they do. They've heard God's word, but it's stopped there. See, it's useless just listening to God's word and then forgetting it. You have to listen to it and you have to let it shape your life. You have to listen and then you have to do it. The illustration that James gives there in verse 23 is one that we can all relate to. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at their face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Now you know what James is talking about, don't you? I think that those among us who are not really mourning people probably can more easily relate to this. You look at yourself in the mirror, you realise you probably need a shave and you've got a little bit of toothpaste just here and your hair's all a mess. And then comes the choice. Am I going to walk out of the bathroom and just forget what it is that I've seen in the mirror or am I going to do what needs to be done? James says that God's word works that way with us. When we read the Bible, it's like looking into that mirror. The Bible is going to show us what we are like and how it is that God expects that we ought to live. It shows us that what a gospel-shaped life is going to look like. We need to be hearers of God's word and we need to be doers of God's word. I was talking to a friend some years ago who was a pastor in another denomination. He was telling me about the church that he grew up in. It was a big church in, in a nice part of Sydney, and he said that they had a new pastor there. And I said, so how are things going with the new pastor? And they said, oh, going, he said, it's going pretty well. He said, the problem with the people in that congregation, though, is that they don't mind being made to feel a little bit uncomfortable while the sermon is being preached. They don't mind if they squirm in their pew just a little. 
And he said, they don't even mind if they're a little bit uncomfortable as they drive home in their car. And then he said this, but by the time that they get home, they want to forget about what they've heard and get on with their comfortable life. I wonder if you and I can be a bit like that. We hear God's word, maybe a sermon, maybe a Bible study, maybe just when we're reading it in our quiet time. But we quickly forget what it is that we've heard and we just go back to how it was that we were living. James says that unless you are willing to hear and obey what God's word says, then it'll be a waste of time reading it. We need to work at listening to God and asking God to help us to shape our lives in light of what God says. I'm pretty sure that when James wrote this letter, he he put a few things in there just to shock his readers and to make his readers rethink things. I mean, he told us in the opening chapter, the beginning of the opening chapter, that we should consider it pure joy when we face hardship. And he said that the poor should be proud and the rich should be humble. And then in verses 26 and 27, he gives another shock. If I were to ask you to finish this sentence, what do you think you would say? Here's the sentence. The religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this. See, you'd imagine the finish to that sentence would be something like faith in Jesus or or prayer or going to church or believing the truth or reading your Bible. But look at what James says true religion looks like. Verse 26, those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after widows and orphans in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. That's what James says true religion looks like. Tight rein on your tongue, looking out for widows and orphans and not letting yourself be polluted by the world. Now, James clearly isn't trying to be exhaustive in what he says here, nor is he saying that they are the only things that make up true religion. What James is saying here follows directly from what he said about being hearers and doers of God's word. There are people back in James's day, just as there are people in our day, who treat their religion as a, a little bit of a ritual. They've got a couple of things that they need to do, and then they can get God out of the way for the week. But James wants to say that true religion means that we are serious about the way that we live as God's people. True religion is not about rituals. True religion has an impact on your life 24-7. True religion means that I watch my temper and my tongue. True religion means that I don't go with the flow when I'm at work. I think seriously about how it is that I live and act. True religion means that I look out for those who are in need, those that I can help, the widows and orphans. James isn't saying it doesn't matter what you believe just as long as you do these things. That's not the point at all. True religion is about salvation by grace through faith in Jesus, that word that's been planted in you, the gospel. 
What James is fighting against is the attitude around both in his day and in ours, the attitude that if you've read your Bible and you got to church on Sunday, tick, tick, you're done. But God doesn't operate like that. He wants us to take our faith seriously all the time. He wants us to be hearers and doers of his word. Hearers and doers of God's word. Now, it would be crazy for us to look at a passage like this today and not think about how we can practically respond to what we've just read here. You've heard it read. We've looked at it together. So here's a couple of questions for you. God has told us in this letter that we should be quick to listen and slow to speak. You've heard it. So how are you going to do it? When you find yourself speaking to someone this week, make sure that you're a good listener. Make sure that you listen before you start speaking, that you understand what it is that they have to say. God says that we should be slow to become angry and that anger doesn't bring about the righteous life that God desires from us. Well, you've heard it. Now how are you going to do it? If you find yourself this week becoming angry, how will you handle that? Angry when that person cuts you off in the traffic or angry when Optus have failed to fix your internet again? Just remember... Anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. We need to keep a tight rein on our tongue. When are you most likely to need that advice? And looking after wid widows and orphans in their distress. How can we do better at caring for those within the life of our church and within our community? Let's not just be hearers of God's word. Let's be ready to do what it says. Let's pray. Our Father, we've heard what your word says. We know the great love that you have for us, that you've shown to us in your son, Jesus. We thank you for the life that we have because of him. And we want to pray that by your Holy Spirit, you would continue to change us and transform us and make us into the image of your son, Jesus, that we might share his attitudes and his values and his concerns. Father, we want to become more and more like Jesus each day that passes. And we ask that you would do that for us in our lives. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.